Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's dive right into the Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. You just heard Jason DeRussia. Three until six. The Lake Show taking you until nine tonight. Plenty of things to dive into People to chat with. 30 minutes away. Actually, make that 24 minutes away. At 6.30, we will talk to the Hall of Famer, Burt Blylevin. Twins great. Get his perspective and thoughts and opinions on Twins baseball. We'll talk a little Vikings a little bit later, clearly, um, as they will be facing the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium, Matthew Collar, regular guest, Purple Insider, will join us at 7.30. Want to start clearly with Twins, though. They are the talker. They are the team that everybody is in love with right now and should be the way that they've played. There's something that I just have to say to start this show. As we go from the Twins sweeping the Toronto Blue Jays and going into this next series against the Houston Astros, who are favored to win this series, okay? It doesn't matter who is favored to win a series. Anything can happen in the postseason. I don't care what the league is. I don't care with regards to the records and all that stuff. It's all about the postseason, and it's all about believing in the Twins, right? That's what we're saying right now, is that we believe in the Twins. If that is indeed true, though, let me just state something for Twins fans, okay? The Houston Astros, who I think is going to be the toughest team the Twins will face in the American League here in the postseason. I don't care about Rangers, Baltimore. To me, the Astros, that's the team that matches up with the Twins and I think could give us a tougher time. And all four remaining teams in the American League are all good. But know this. If we're saying we believe, and we're twirling around our homer hankies, and that's what we're yelling, and we're screaming at the top of our voices, then actually we need to follow through on that. If the Twins don't get a split, or they don't get a a game out of the first couple of games in Houston, and you return to target field, and you're trailing 0-2. Because that's a possibility, right? It's possible you can win two games, and then you're in the the driver's seat. It's possible you can get a split. But if you come back 0-2, it doesn't mean that you're no longer yelling at the top of your lungs. It doesn't mean that you're not frantically waving around your homer hanky. It doesn't mean that you're not going to support the same way that you would if they were up to nothing. Yes, we live in the bandwagon state. Yes, we have a lot of bandwagon fans. 
And everybody's excited right now. Everybody's on the bandwagon, as they should be. But if things go poorly this weekend in Houston, the team that that everybody anticipates is going to advance out of the series, it doesn't mean that we don't show up on Tuesday and Wednesday and try to rally the troops. Did you guys listen to what the players said the last couple of days? Did you hear what the manager, Rocco Baldelli, has said the last couple of days? That you guys have mattered. The energy, the excitement, the enthusiasm, they're feeding off of the fans. So what I'm telling you is bring it. Bring it the same way, whether you're down 0-2, you get a split, or you're up 2 nothing after the first couple of games in Houston. You have to bring it. That's doing our part. I can't do it. When I'm sitting in the press box, I can't cheer. I don't have the Sid Hartman cred. Sid can do stuff like that. I mean, for all I know, Sid probably was waving a homer hanky back in 87 and 91. But you guys can. And that's what I expect. That's what this team expects. That's what you owe them. The days of complaining about payroll, about this or about that, let's stop that. Now it's time to fully get behind what's happening right now and show that you believe. Do you believe? Let's take some phone calls. I'd love to get your reaction. 651-461-9226. Because I do believe. And ultimately, I think that you guys should believe even more. And it's pretty simple. The pitching should have you believing. And I know that we get caught up a lot of times in terms of looking at Sports, and we think about the scoring. In basketball, we talk about hitting three-point shots. In football, we start talking about the passing game. And for quite some time with Major League Baseball, it's chicks dig the long hole. It's no longer chicks dig the long ball. It is about pitching. Pitching is what gets you to the next level in terms of advancing in the postseason. This team is built right now to do some damage. Shout out to Pablo Lopez. Shout out to Sonny Gray. And shout out to the bullpen. And look, I think that you guys have all listened to me throughout the year. And there's somebody that I've been like, eh, I'm not ready to crown him. And I'm still not crowning him. Yohan Duran. Now, with that being said, I got to give him some credit. He looked good against Toronto. Keep looking good, young man. Keep looking good. When we, when I was sitting in the press box yesterday, and we're all, and I'm sitting next, and I'm like, Dan, w- what's going on here? Why is it taking so long for him to, to 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 get ready to throw a pitch? And why is everybody out there on the mound? And we didn't know what was going on. We're you know kind of speculating: is it a blister? What you know? What is it? We had a scratch, whatever, on the top of his thumb. It was bleeding. They had to stop the bleeding and all that. They got that taken care of. After those first couple of wild pitches, he was on the money. Heck, last night, as I'm watching SportsCenter, and they're talking about him and his outing, 
they talked about how dominant he was. One of the anchors described him as a beast. He hasn't necessarily been all of that throughout this year. But, man, he looked good the last couple of nights. So, if you're – look, we're all Twins fans here, right? And I think that we're all pretty optimistic with regards to Twins baseball. My point is don't let a loss or two damper your enthusiasm because that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help your psyche and mental state. It doesn't help your support with this team. It doesn't help any of that. Let's not be down in the dumps. What do you think, Chris? I feel like because we're looking at Houston, Houston's got this aura around them, and they have for the past several years. Even with the you know the cheating scandal 2017, that came out. They still have. And one since then. And one since then. They, exactly. They still have a ton of talent. Like, they still have a fantastic lineup. They have three really good front-line starting pitchers. So I think fans are a little nervous. If it was Baltimore or Texas, I feel like fans would be a little more like, okay, yeah, we, we can do this. I mean, we had a lot of adrenaline, a lot of really good positive energy last night on final pitch. But that's also like the adrenaline, right? I mean, the adrenaline was there for the fans. Wouldn't you wake up this morning and that adrenaline wears off and reality hits and then people start to get in their thoughts and people start to get in their feelings and all of a sudden – you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that was fun, but you know, now I I don't know if we can I don't know if we can do it again. And then it's the you know ifs and ands and buts and you know all of these hypotheticals. At the end of the day, if you can go down there and and split, that would be great. But the reality is, the Houston Astros, even though the Baltimore Orioles are the number one seed, and they've got home field. To me, I feel the perception, and I, and I feel it's fair, the team to beat in the American League is Houston. But think about going down there and taking a game. You get home field. I mean, you come back at least tied 1-1, and even if you're down 0-2, yeah, you're not, you're not out of this by any stretch of the imagination because I was looking at these numbers, right? And the Twins are actually a better home team than the Houston Astros. The Twins were 15 games above 500 at Target Field, which is eighth best in the major leagues. The Houston Astros were three games under 500 at Minute Maid. So the making is there to go take one of these. And all of the metrics line up to the Twins being able to compete in this series. So and the, absolutely. And the other thing about this that I found interesting is kind of weird with the Houston Astros this year as good as they've been, is that the Houston Astros have been Jekyll and Hyde. The Houston Astros will have like a month where they look like unstoppable, and then the next month they'll look terrible. Because remember, yeah. I had been saying for the longest, I was like, man, um, I'd love to see anybody but Houston in the wild card, right? And then remember, the Astros, I think they got swept by the Royals. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not helping our cause. But what did they do? They righted the ship at the right time, and they ended up winning that division and put us in a situation where we played the Toronto Blue Jays. But Twin fans, love to get your perspective, love to get your thoughts. Before we get to Burt Blylevin coming up at 630, the number is 651-461-9226. It is the Lake Show. I mean, with the Twins winning right now, 
everything tastes better. The bumper music from D'Angelo sounds better. Everything is just awesome right now. It just hits better. Right <laughs> it's great. Talking Twins, 651-461-9226. Next segment, we'll talk to Twins legend, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, Burt Blylevin. He will join us here on The Lake Show. Right now, taking your phone calls, we'll start with Nick in Robbinsdale. What's up, Nick? Hey, speaking back to your, uh, we got to bring it if they come back 0-2. I just feel like uh, they had talked to Kyle Farmer, and he had said, "I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to break that streak for you back when we clinched. And I just feel like they... These guys who have nothing to do with an 18, 19, 20-year losses took it on themselves to break our sorrows and ease our pain. So to give back to them, no matter what they come back from Houston with, the twi- yeah, like you said, the Twins owe them everything they've got to support the team. Well, Nick, there's something. I'm glad that you brought that up, though, Nick, because what you just said is something that I've totally felt the entire time. Okay, And not that they had to do it, but this is what it seems like happened with this specific group of Minnesota Twins. So like you mentioned, the the, the 18-game losing streak, right, had nothing to do with this current roster. But now clearly there's certain guys that are still here that that were part of some of the the postseason losses, and clearly Rocco won the division uh, uh, twice already, and they lost those series too. But my point is this. There are new guys in this organization that own that. And they owned it not because they had to own it, but they owned it because they wanted to put it on themselves to get past it for the fans. You just mentioned Kyle Farmer. You talk about on um, uh, game one, Pablo Lopez. He owned that. And Pablo had nothing to do with it, but he said, you know what? I wanted the pressure of trying to get our fan base past that. You see what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So they they came in. All they're here to do is play baseball. But they, they took in the culture and all the garbage that went with it, and they uh, cleaned us up. Yep. Hey, thanks for the phone call from Nick and Robbinsdale, 651-461-9226. I think that that is awesome, that guys like Kyle Farmer and individuals like Pablo Lopez, who weren't around for those series losses, they said, yeah, well, I mean. They leaned w- into it. W- yes, they leaned into it. Mm-hmm. This is Twins territory. We know how much this means to the fans. Let's go. Even though we're not a part of that, that's not on my resume. Yeah. Like, if we continue to lose, it'll be on my resume, too. <laughs> so they leaned into it, like you said. I, I, you know, one thing, and it kind of it, it got me thinking, and I, I had a, a topic on there, and I don't know if we want to get into it a little bit here or wait, you know, till tomorrow, but it was just kind of something I was thinking about. Because of the statement that the players have made regarding the fans, and this is, you know, not just foo-foo. Well, maybe it is foo-foo. Maybe I'm fluffing it up a bit. But don't you feel... Don't as, fluff. Don't fluff. Hey, there's one thing I can do. I'm, I'm a good fluffer, okay? I, I mean, just wait till you hear what I got to say. Okay. But I feel like Whoa. this... I, hey, well, you know, hey. <laughs> Let me turn the computer this way. Okay. I'm going to turn my back to you. Okay, right, I, got, go I got my back to you now and I'm talking. Uh, don't you feel, though, that this is an easy team to root for? Because I feel like the players are trying to make a genuine connection to the fan base. And you don't always get that. Like, there are some teams, and you know this, Henry, from covering them in the media, and even as a fan, you're like, it is so hard to root for this team. There are some guys you're just like, I, I can't. Really? You don't think so? What like, Twins fan was hard to root for? Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying like this. Oh, oh, I No, I, I'm, I'm saying like there are teams throughout history 
mm-hmm. you're, you know, if you're a fan of, you're like, they're just players on this team that I, I don't like and they're hard to root for. Oh, yeah, there's always going to be. So I, so I give you a perfect example. You, you're 100% right. I don't know what the. Tw- what the who was yeah, the last? I'm trying to think of the last. Like this twin this twins team is very likable. Absolutely. Well, I give you a perfect example, though, of following a team, covering a team, and wishing the team the best, mm-hmm. but at the same time, not liking an individual or two on the team. There were a couple of guys on those Kansas City Royals teams that I just I, I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. Um, Jason Vargas, not my favorite pitcher. Okay. Um, also, Mike Mustakas, I wasn't a fan. Now, 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 I eventually did become a fan though of Mike Mustakas. What was it about those guys that that just rubbed you? They the thought they were better than everybody. Okay. Else. okay. They, they just they, they it, it was it was big me little you. And, and I don't, okay. I don't like that. Right. I will never, ever look down on anybody. And they were major league baseball players that felt like they were those individuals. Well, you just called me a fluffer, so I mean, you're looking down on me. So, so Mike Mustakas, he changed though. He was that big me, little you guy. But what happened was he had a very unfortunate situation where his mom passed away, and when his mom passed away, it changed him. He became a different person. He it. it, it it shouldn't take a very significant life event like that to mm-hmm. kind of humble or rein somebody in, in terms of your ego. Right. But it did. And, 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 I'm, and it's sad that that, that it's it a took shame that, it that took moment, that. yes. Yeah. But, like, up until that point, wasn't a fan of his, wasn't a fan of uh, Jason Vargas. Okay. Jason Vargas just was not a very likable guy. To your point, with this t- uh, Twins team, I can't say that there's anybody that I look at and I, I don't, I say I don't like them. Yeah. I don't like their personality, or I don't like the way that they conduct themselves at all. Like they come across genuine, and and again, this this is not me, you know, trying to say like everything's uniform, you know, unicorns and rainbows and puppies. And yeah, kittens. and we don't know everybody intimately. We yeah. we, yeah, we I don't. Get that. But the the players are leaning into this. Okay, yeah, it's zero and eighteen, and we know that it sucks for the fan base. We don't have anything to do with those games. We only have the here and now. But you know what? We're going to get rid of it for you guys. This franchise hasn't won a, a postseason series since 2002. We're going to do it for the fan base. Okay, great. Now we're off and running. I mean, everything you hear them talk, it, it's, it just seems like they're, they're making that effort to try and, and connect to the fans and, you know, be like, hey, it's okay. Get behind us. We want you. Like, we want you to be a part of this ride. And that's why I feel like fans are maybe a little hesitant because they're like, well, yeah, they haven't all those. Oh, man, now nah, nah, you got Houston. Oh, man, this is just a jump on board. Give it everything you got. Because I guarantee if you get by Houston, people are going to notice. And then all of a sudden, who is America's team? I think that people should be noticing already. I, well, I, I, think they, I think they should be. I mean, I, I feel but like. I, but I think the respect is there for the Houston Astros, and it should be there oh, for no the Houston question. Astros. Oh, no Yeah, you have and to it, respect it, the Astros. You, no have, you have to. It should be there for the Houston Astros because they're the reigning champs. Yeah. I tell you, I, I, I do not think that the Twins are getting any respect in Houston because we're just a little team that, uh, okay, it's a cute little story, but. Well, that's uh, your old stomping grounds. I know. And you love the Astros. No, let's kick their ass. Let's do it. Don't try to, don't, don't, don't be fake. I told Twins no, fans, don't, don't be fake and don't, don't be bandwagon. Don't, See, here you are. I'm a fake, tough are. guy. 
I'm just a fluffer. I mean, if, if only the people could see right now the Houston Astros, jer- the Verlander jersey you're you wearing my, right now. You see my Altuve tattoo? Oh, gosh. I call, my, I call it my Altuve. You were banging on a, on a garbage bin earlier today. Hey, so just, you know, that's, that's what I do. I don't get it. I got I garbage can money, baby. What do you got? I don't get it. All right, 651-461-9226. That number is the City's One Plumbing Talking text line. But uh, we'll continue the Twins conversation coming up next with Twins legend and Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Burt Blylevin. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. Two on, two out. Runners lead. Runners go. And the 3-2. He struck him out looking. Bicio on a breaking ball. Is out number three. Blue Jays make some noise. Bicio kept the bat in his shoulders. Toronto does not score. And strands two of the opening inning. Corey Probus on the call. Right here on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio Home for Twins Baseball. This is the Lake Show. Let's talk some more Twins with Twins legend and Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Bert Blylevin. He joins us now on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Bert, how you been? Uh, very good, Henry. How are you and all your listeners? All two of your listeners. <laughs> hey, 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 I'll take all two, but I'm happy to have you on the show. And I remember, I remember the last time that I got a chance to, to stand and talk with you for just a couple of minutes was actually back in 2013. And I had just got to Kansas City and I had just got a, a midday hosting job in Kansas City. And I was at the, uh, the radio home for Kansas City Royals baseball. And we're at Kauffman Stadium, and you're coming up, and you're getting off the elevator, and I'm getting to the stadium as well. I introduce myself to you and tell you that, I, that I'm new in Kansas City, but I'm a native Minnesotan. And your advice to me was, don't bleep it up. And I didn't mess it up. I didn't mess it up because the Kansas City Royals would then go to the World Series in 2014, lose to the Giants 2015. They would win it all. So now that I've been back home since 2019 and back here at WCCO, I'm hoping that the Twins can get us as far as the Royals did. Just your thoughts on the Twins season that they've had in general here as we uh, we head into this Houston Astros series. Well, it sounds like, Henry, you bring some good luck to different organizations. Uh, congratulations to the Royals. They had a great ball club back in then. But I think we look at uh, what the Twins organization and the players have been able to do as far as winning a couple, you know, two of the two games against the Toronto Blue Jays now moving on to the uh, Houston Astros. Uh, it's fun to watch. You know, this ball club reminds me a lot of 1987. You know, it just, it, there's so many talented players on that field. And what Rocco's been able to do is mix and match. It's been unbelievable to watch. And, of course, the game is different now, Henry. You know, as a starting pitcher, former starting pitcher, you'd like to go deep into the ball game, but... You know, like Sonny Gray did. Give me five good innings, and we're going to turn it over to a bullpen that's got some great arms out there. Yeah, no, it's it's just been phenomenal. And going into the season, Bert, I felt like the pitching would be better, but I had no idea. I'd be lying to say that I thought that the starting rotation was going to be as good as it was this year. What would your what would your overall thoughts just on Sonny Gray's season and the way that Pablo Lopez came into this organization and really took charge? You know, I, I think Sonny Gray, you know, with his history in the game, about 13 years, he knows what he needs to do. I think getting a Lopez over that little more experience and the way that he conducts himself, not only between the lines, but also off, you know, in the clubhouse, I think has been a big asset to a guy like Joe Ryan and some of the younger pitchers you, you watch and you learn. 
you know, back in 1970, when I first came up, I had the opportunity to watch Jim Cott and Jim Perry. And you watch those guys, what they do and how they go about their business and the type of personality they, they are. You try to, you know, kind of clone yourself after them. And I'm sure Joe Ryan is just feeding the brain of, you know, why wouldn't you have Sonny Gray or even Lopez to go about your business? And, you know, so I'm looking forward to uh, to Joe Ryan pitching tomorrow night in uh, in Houston. I think he'll do well, even though he's, his mount opponent is a tough guy, Justin Verlander. But you can't worry about your mount opponent. You go out and get as many outs as you can quickly. Yeah, we're talking to Twins legend and Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Burt Blylevin here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. We'll get back to pitching here in a minute, but I do want to ask you about Royce Lewis and just the season he's had, you know, the journey that he's been on, the obstacles he's overcome. Are you just blown away at, at the type of year that this kid has had when he's been healthy and uh, available to play? Well, I think the Twins organization needs to know and hopefully in the future keep him healthy. Uh, he reminds me, and I, I told my wife the other night watching the ball game, he reminds me of a young Derek Jeter. You know, maybe he doesn't play short. You know, I mean, he could, Jack Correa, but he reminds me of a young Derek Jeter with his personality and the way that goes, he goes about his business and he, the way he treats everybody. Uh, I, I think it's a great asset to the Twins organization having Lewis around. Yeah, no question about it. And when you look at everything that's kind of transpired with the Twins, one of the things that I love about this team, Bert, is that everybody had a moment. Like, there were games where Kyle Farmer stepped in, Willie Castro stepped up, Max Kepler had a hell of a second half of the season. What are your thoughts on just everybody just kind of pulling along in the same, uh, you know, in the same way and just maybe pushing the Twins into uh, a situation where everybody – had their moments to shine, and that's something that kind of Rocco spoke to in the post game when they were popping the champagne about everybody just really doing their part. It sure sounds like like 1987 or 1991. You know, you need 25 guys to contribute here or there. Guys are going to have off days. You're going to have an off day, but how you respond to it. And again, I, I'm very proud of the Twins organization for the club that they have put together. You know, Rock is a, Rocco's a great leader. I think he's got great communication with his players. But the most important, I think, Henry, and I saw it over two games when I'm watching the ball game, the fans of Minnesota, my goodness. You, you know, as a player, former player, when I was standing out on that mound in 1987, and, and I know Lopez felt it, I'm sure Sonny Gray felt it, that, that crowd, it just electrifies you. Yeah, no, it's been spectacular. The fans were wound up and they were fired up. And one of the things that Rocco has talked about the last couple of nights and also the the players have stated as well is they're feeding off the energy of the crowd at Target Field. I did want to ask you one question on the opposing side with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm going to read something to you, this stat line. Three innings pitched, three hits given up, one earned run eventually, one walk, five strikeouts on 47 pitches. Your thoughts on uh, Jose Barrios getting pulled when he got taken out of the game? No, I mentioned it last night. I thought it was a big mistake. I mentioned it on Twitter. I mentioned it on Facebook. He's over-managing. I think the analytics in the game have a big purpose, but I think you have to know what's in that vid- individual. And I know Jose Barrios. Of course, he was a former twin. I know what's in his heart. He did not want to come out of that game game and I even though the twins lost 
and Toronto didn't score any runs. Excuse me, the Twins won, and Toronto didn't score any runs. You you kind of put them in a negative thinking when when they took out Barrios, you know, in the fourth inning. Yeah. I, I felt that. It's like, you know, I think as a as a player for the Twins, good, he's out because he was dealing at the time. Yep. Yep, no, I totally get that. Bert, you know, one of the guys that's going to be integral to the success of the Twins here, um, not just in this postseason run, but for the next few years because he is he's a, a big part of, of this organization with his re-signing, is, is Carlos Correa. And Carlos Correa, I mean, the last couple of games, phenomenal uh, defensively, and he's been that way this entire season. But what, what do you think is the mindset or if there's any added pressure that Carlos may put on himself now that he's headed back to Houston to face his former team as the Twins uh, try to move on past the Houston Astros? Well, I think, you know, you need somebody that is that one guy, and I think Carlos Correa is that guy. You know, I think Lewis feeds off him. There's so many players that feed off of him when he's healthy. I know he's had the, uh, the Atlantis plantar fasciitis issue, but he's out there busting his tail end day in and day out. And it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to listen to his first at bat when he comes up to see how the Houston Astros, you know, either they're going to boo him. I doubt if they will. I'm sure they'll give him a very nice ovation, but he's a guy that you look at. I think as, you know, uh, Ken Herbeck, uh, Kirby Puckett, you know, those type of players that come to the ballpark and they know that there's a purpose for them to come to the ballpark and that's won a ball game. And I think Correa's that type of player. Final couple of questions for Burt Blylevin, Twins legend and Major League Baseball Hall of Famer here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, what concerns you the most about the Houston Astros? Clearly a talented ball club, uh, reigning World Series champions. They have a Hall of Fame, uh, future Hall of Fame manager in Dusty Baker. What kind of concerns you about the makeup of their team? Yeah, well, it's a good ball club. I mean, they didn't went there, you know, came down to right at the end. Who's going to win, or Houston or the Texas Rangers? You can't really look at what happened a week ago. You, you know, the Twins have to go in and play their game. Pitching, defense, hopefully some good offense. Uh, they're facing a good pitcher in game one and against Verlander. Joe Ryan has to be at the top of his game. Don't stay away from that multi-run inning. Then hopefully things work out for the Twins. Uh, it's a good organization. The Astros have, was a seventh straight year that they have been the postseason. Well, Bert, I appreciate your time tonight. You told me back in 2013, don't bleep it up. I didn't mess it up at all, <laughs> and I don't want to mess it up this year. I hope that the, uh, the the fans believe in the Twins and that we move past the Astros and continue this postseason run. Thank you so much, Bert. Well, and, oh, you're welcome. You just keep bringing us luck, okay, buddy? <laughs> I'm going to try to. That's the uh, Twins legend and Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, Bert Blylevin, joining us here on the uh, the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Circle me, Bert! Circle me, Bert. I should have had him circle me, even though I can't see it. He could have just well, you know, he, did yeah. It he could. I mean, he could have done a metaphorical. Yeah, I know. Sort but of, I, you know? I didn't. I didn't ask him to. Well, one, ask you him want to. me to get him back on the phone? Hold no, on. Okay, no, no, sure. no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, we're good. We're okay, good. we're good. I mean, I'm willing to you know no, we're do my good. part for the. Okay, we're all good. All right. all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up hour one, and we'll do that next. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk Eight Three O WCCO. Thanks so much to Bert Blylevin for joining us here on the show. We'll get back to sports here. At 7.30, got some other things to get to here. And one of them, I just need some help with this. As I look at the USA Today, 
The headline it says, "What is Brotox? What is Brotox? Why men are going all in on Botox?" Huh? And they say this. Many people grow frustrated over forehead wrinkles as they age. That's why millions of people in the U.S. have opted for wrinkle-reducing measures like Botox to appear younger, healthier, more vibrant. Okay? And it sounds like with these Botox treatments, in 2020 alone, more than 265,000 men received treatments. Not to mention that the hashtag Brotox has 18.5 million views on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No, no. I'm so not. you're not searching Brotox on TikTok? Uh, I'm not. The only time I was on TikTok was when the, the guy with the skateboard and the cranberry juice was doing the Fleetwood Mac thing. Mm-hmm. I haven't been on TikTok since. All right. So it says no one should be surprised about men's interest in Botox, experts say, as they have more openly embraced an interest in skincare and beauty trends. Uh, this from dermatologist Dr. Anthony Rossi. Men should not be embarrassed to take care of themselves, and this includes aesthetic procedures. These antiquated gender roles are being sunsetted. Listen, I embrace taking care of myself. I try to take care of my skin. I'm not doing Botox. And I don't understand Botox for men, realistically for anybody, but specifically men, because why are you trying to fight the aging process? In terms of how you actually look in that way. Now, I know some people out there will say, well, Lake, why do you go to the gym? Well, I go to the gym to stay physically fit and healthy, hopefully prolong my life. And, of course, the benefits of that are you tend to look better when you include cardio and um, weightlifting training from a body structure. Not everybody's going to be shredded. Not mm-hmm. everybody's going to be ripped. But Not you, want, you want to be healthy. But you want to be healthy. Yeah. I don't yep. get Botox for men. I don't. I, like, I, I, I embrace. I, am, I don't dye my beard or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I got the salt and pepper. Yeah. It's going to be great. Embrace it. I, I think that in America – We, everybody's scared to get older. I think that as you get older, that's a blessing. If you are, if you are blessed enough to get old, to grow old, that's awesome. Yeah, but the the problem we run into, though, is is there are a lot of individuals that, you know, maybe based on their work, if you're out in front of the public, like there's a certain look that you have to have physically and we see it and, and, you know, performers, whatever, like you've got to look a certain way and you've got to fight that aging process. And more times than not, it's it's with women. There, there's this thing where, you know, the older a woman gets, it's like it's a liability for people and it shouldn't be that way. No, but, it shouldn't be that way. But I think it's different for women, though. I think it's more acceptable for women to than, do for Botox. Well, I mean, I mean, just just from a societal perspective. Yeah, well, well I, I think because but, women. Well, what are the occupations though where you need to do Botox? Where you, where you clearly have to do it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you know, you're talking about you know news, television. Okay, outside you know, of that, because that's, and, that, that's and, not the majority of where the nation is working. Entertainers. Yeah, I, I mean, just people where 
you have to you have to present yourself in a certain way where it's it's superficial. And it's I'm not saying it's right, but we hear it all the time that these you know, once you reach a certain age, it's like, well, you're discarded. You're, you know, you're moving on to the island of misfit toys. And it's that's it, not the case, though, if I'm working at if if Henry Lake is working at uh, Jersey Mike's. Right. No, no. no. Yeah. It, or, if exactly. I, or if I'm working at the Minneapolis library. Right. Yeah. If, if you're not somebody that has to be out in the public eye and people are looking at you. But that's the majority of reasons. that's the majority of Americans aren't in the public eye. Yeah, though. I, and, I, and I know. And, and yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that. I think of Botox in that way. To me, the, the, you know, regular, you know, Joe Blow on the street or, you know, whoever, Jack or Jill, if they want to get Botox, I don't have a problem with and it. And I don't have man. a problem with it. I just find it weird. Yeah. I, that I, people I, don't embrace aging anymore. I, I, would, I would never do it. I mean, it makes some people feel good, too. Like, some people don't – if you, if you – what, what's the outage? If, if you look good, you feel good. People, if they feel like this is going to make them feel better and this will help boost their self-esteem and put them mm. in a better place, I, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, kind of like you, when my beard grows, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, my my wife calls it ash gray, right? I mean, mm-hmm. or ash blonde is what mm-hmm. she calls it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll use the anti-graying shampoo on my hair. But, yeah, outside of that, I, I'm not going to any of these other links to put any chemicals in my body. But if it makes you feel good. And it's not a significant health risk, then you know by all means go for it. You know, Brotox. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of Brotox before. That is so interesting. You never heard of Brotox? I've never heard of Brotox. No. I mean, being the fluffer that you are, you never heard of Brotox. Well, when you're a fluffer, when you're a fluffer, you don't need the Brotox, mm. okay? Because you're not, you know, you're the you're the honey scenes guy. So yeah, yeah, it's hey, good for them, not for me. I'm just surprised that that many men are getting Botox injections. Seriously, that many? Well, re- remember when it, you know, the whole like metrosexual thing started to take, you know, where it was considered, you know, not masculine if you wanted to start taking care of yourself and you dress nice. And it's like, oh, why, why are you wearing nice clothes and, you know, n- not, not being the typical. You know, sloppy man that is portrayed or has been portrayed for years. And just to be clear, I am not knocking it. Okay, no, 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 I'm not. not, I'm not saying that there should be a stigma with it because uh, one of the um, doctors in this piece here said before it was considered a feminine kind of treatment, and now the Mm stigma has gone. There should not be a stigma. I'm just saying I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, that's all. And I mean, I I guess hey, if men want to, you know, if men want to look their best, and if this helps men. Feel their best. I mean, because it has been primarily women. But if men want to get in on it, I, 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 nothing, nothing wrong with that. I've seen botched enough, though, that my wife used to watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. And you see all these things that could go wrong. And you're like, OK, yeah, that's I, I'm afraid that I would have some sort of reaction or something would go sideways. And I'd end up looking like a cartoon character. Would you do it? No, you wouldn't no. do it. No, I wouldn't do it. For I, no amount of money, I wouldn't do it for any amount of money. You wouldn't. You would not do a Botox well, injection. No, no, no. I, okay, ten, I, ten million dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can be bought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as I said no amount of money, I'm like, no, no, no. I, I you know, just half like, a million. Oh yeah, yeah. Fifty grand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. 
Uh, fifty grand might you're, be. You're kind of showing yourself. Yeah, fifty grand. Fifty. I, I, I think minimum would have to be a hundred thousand. You gotta have. Right. A, I, I gotta have at least two commas. You don't want to get injected with that needle. I'm not gonna get the jab. Not unless you give me several several zeros and two commas. Then hey, we'll talk. Coming up next, is this a controversy? It sounds like it is. Is a Minneapolis police officer wrong for having an OnlyFans account? We get to that next here on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.